1: Welcome to the Locked On Wizards Podcast. It is your host, The Real Ed Oliver. Today, I want to talk about the Blazers being potential suitors for Bradley Bill, and I wanted to get into some Tommy Shepard quotes from the the Dunked On Podcast. Let's get to it.
2: You are Locked On Wizards, your daily Washington Wizards podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.
1: I want to thank you guys for making Locked On Wizards your first listen every day. We are free and available wherever you get podcasts, and it's your host, the real Ed Oliver. You can follow me on Twitter at edtloflawt. So this show has I have a lot to go over today. Bradley Bill, the report from Kevin O'Connor from the Ringer, from the Ringer, reporting that the that Bradley Bill and Zach Levine are potential suitors per 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 his sources for the Portland Trailblazers. So they're going to try to make an attempt to. Uh, lure Bradley Bill in free agency, most likely through a uh, via sign and trade a uh, little They're looking at Zach Levine as well. I do want to talk about Tommy Shepard and some quotes that he had in an interview with Nate Duncan on the dunked on podcast. Also um, I want to do uh, some talk about a viral video that Bradley Bill uh, was a part of talking to his uh, AAU team, the Bradley Bill elite team. And then also um, some comments that Colin coward made about former wizard, John wall that um, had a social media, And arise, which I respectfully disagree with as well. Um, and then the Wizards have some more pre-draft workouts. I do want to get to the list of names uh, of guys that we'll be working out with with the Wizards towards the end of the show. So this is reported from uh Kevin O'Connor of The Ringer. Going to read you the quote right here. He says, Bradley Bill and Zach Levine are potential targets, according to sources for the Blazers. Damian Lillard befriended Bradley Bill through their experience with Team USA and the Wizards star has a player option for next season. So he can make his way to Portland either as a free agent or via trade. Though Bradley Bill and Levine present some similar defensive issues as CJ McCollum did next to Damian Lillard, either of them would undeniably make the Blazers better with their shot creation. So this basically is going to be Dame and CJ 2.0 with Bradley Bill coming there. If Bradley Bill goes there or Zach Levine, either one. Um, Of course, it would be an upgrade um, from Damon CJ to, you know, Bradley Bill and Zach Levine. I think those two players would be somewhat of an upgrade over C.J. McCollum, but essentially it would be Damon C.J. again. Remember when Chris hester liked that Instagram post? I, I want to say he unliked it, but there was the trade proposal was Bradley Bill for a first-round pick, Josh Hart, Anthony Simmons. And I want to say another younger player, and I said, hey, I was not opposed to that trade. Obviously, Bradley Bill has to sign off on a sign-in trade. If and he has, you know, he has to let Tommy Shepard, of course, know the Wizards organization that he does not want to come back when all signs point towards him staying. You know, there I told I made a video talking about the Washington Post article where they interview Bradley Bill. He said that he's leaning towards staying, that he loves being in D.C., that he just built the basketball court for the young men, the high school, uh, the high school kids in D.C. Um, And then remember the interview that he had post trade deadline after the trade deadline where he had the uh, cast on his wrist. Saying that he, it's fair that he wants to stay in DC. So ninety nine percent, it's a ninety nine percent chance right now that he's staying in DC. And also, you got to keep in mind the Wizards are the only team that can offer him a five year max deal contract. No other team can offer them that. You know, he was he played with the Wizards for ten years, so those are the NBA rules with contracts that you know he can get that five year quarter of a billion dollar deal. He can only get a four year max deal with any other team. So those are the things that are in Bradley Bill's favor that he has to keep him that he's keeping in mind for sure. Um, you know, he could always sign with the Wizards and then if it doesn't work out with the Wizards with the Wizards and request a trade, maybe a year or two years, two years later, and it'll always have that five year quarter of a billion dollars where if he signs somewhere else, it's, only, it's a four year deal where, you know, of course, it's better to have that five years of of of, of a guaranteed contract of a guaranteed contract for sure. So but looking on the Wizards side, if they I, I said I would not be I would not be opposed if we got Anthony Simon, Josh Hart and a first round pick back. And Kevin O'Connor, you know, his sources have been somewhat correct lately. Lately, you know, he talked about Dinwiddie saying that, you know, teammates didn't like him, that he was a shell of himself. He was correct about that and that, you know, teammates didn't like him and, you know, Dinwiddie ended up getting traded. But we all all knew that was going to happen. We all saw that happening. So some of his sources have been correct lately. So, but I would not I would take this somewhat with with a grain of salt. You know, does Bradley Bill want to go to the Blazers? Does, Does he want to play with Damian Lillard? I don't see why he would not. But at the same time, you know, he's looking at that contract in the face. And he would be the number one guy on the Wizards. And he has all the autonomy. And he has, you know, he's bas- he has all the say in and he's somewhat of a GM for the Wizards. He has all the say in the Wizards move. So does he want to stay here or play with Damian Lillard? And I think at best, I don't see them being a championship te- championship team if he plays with Damian. They would be a good team, like a playoff team for sure. But I don't see them being a championship team at with the Blazers. But on the Wizards side, if they got Anthony Simons, you know, I like Anthony Simons a lot. I compare him to Jordan Poole in a sense where they were both, you know, Anthony Simons was the 24th pick in the draft. Jordan Poole was the, what, the 28th or 30th pick in the draft. They're both lethal scoring two guards. Anthony Simons is six 6'3", 181 pounds, so he has a similar build to Bradley Bill, but he's only 22 years old, so he's going to get stronger and bigger. But essentially it would be kind of – if he comes here, it would be him and Porzingis as the best two players, and then Josh Hart would fill in. You still have Kuzma. Um, and you have to find a point guard, of course. But the Wizards, it still wouldn't be a bad – it wouldn't be a bad team. It's not like we're trading Bradley Bill and we're just getting picks. We're just retooling and rebuilding like the Thunder. You would still be a competitive team with Anthony Simons, Porzingis, Kuzma, Denny, Rui, uh, Kispert. KCP would probably still be on the roster. We'll see. And then you still got to find a point guard. But you would still be competitive there. That's why I'm not opposed to that trade if it does happen. Anthony Simons was a candidate for a most improved player. Jumped from seven points per game in 2021 to 17 points per game in 2022. Three assists, a career high, and three point nine assists per game. Shot eighty eight percent from the free throw line, which is which is really really good. Eighty percent from the free throw line. He's always been a good free throw shooter. His uh, his third year in twenty twenty one, and then in twenty twenty he shot eighty two percent from the free throw line as well. And he shot forty. He shot forty percent from the three point line, shooting seven threes per game. Seven point. He's basically shot eight threes per game, and still shot forty percent from the from the three point line. So he was an elite three, uh, three point shooter when he played the Wizards. He, went crazy. he was basically unstoppable when he played the Wizards. Um, I know the Wizards were bad defensively, but Anthony Simons was basically unstoppable. So I do want to get to some more numbers about Anthony Simons because I, I do like him, and I, I found some, some numbers on him his, this past year. And then we'll get to um, the John Wall slander from Colin Coward and then the Bradley Bill viral video. Um, people disagree with you know him coaching up players. Um, but before we do get to that, this episode is brought to you by Sakara. Feeling your best starts with what you eat. Sakara helps you live a healthy, balanced lifestyle and truly enjoy it with delicious, plant-rich, transformational nutrition that builds a foundation for living in your best body. Now is the time to seek wellness, joy, and abundance in all areas of your life, starting with what you eat. With Sakara, you get nutrient-dense meals, snacks, and supplements that nourish your body without ever sacrificing taste or quality. True Radiance starts on your plate made with high-quality organic ingredients. Sakara's plant-rich, transformational nutrition programs. Are expertly designed to deliver real results from reduced bloat and ease digestion to clear in skin to clear skin and boosted energy and moods. Sakara is a wellness company anchored in food as medicine on a mission to nourish your body through the power of plants. And right now, Sakara is offering our listeners 20% off their first order when they go to Sakara.com/slash locked on 20 or enter code locked on 20 at checkout. That's Sakara, S-A-K-A-R-A dot com slash locked on twenty to get twenty percent off your first order. sakara slash locked on twenty. We have an important favor to ask you. We put together a survey so we can learn more about listeners like you and make your favorite locked on podcast even better. This is your opportunity to tell us what you like and don't like about locked on podcast. Go to locked on podcast dot com slash survey right now to get started. It won't take very long, and everyone that completes a survey can qualify for a chance to win one of ten one hundred dollar Ticketmaster gift cards. To take our audience survey, go to lockdownpodcast.com slash survey. Thanks for your help. This locked on podcast is brought to you by Home Chef. Now that the
2: novelty of the new year has dwindled down, how are your resolutions coming? One of mine was to order less, takeout, cook more at home. But I'll be honest, I haven't been consistent. That is until I found Home Chef. Home Chef provides fresh ingredients and chef-designed recipes conveniently delivered to your doorstep to simplify the cooking experience and without robbing you of the joy And free dessert for life, homechef.com slash locked on. Must be an
1: active subscriber to receive free dessert. All right. So um, Bradley Bill, there was a viral video of him um, coaching up his AAU team, Bradley Bill Elite. I feel like every year he goes viral coaching up his AAU team. I want to say the last year he was like, you guys got to guard me talking about his team, you know, coaching them up. And he was very adamant, very passionate uh, there's a lot of expletives, but he, you know, he was telling the real stuff about an NBA player. I think he's he's highly qualified to coach up his guys. There's no reason anybody should have a problem. Of course, everybody, you know, a lot of people on Twitter and social media were saying, you know, making jokes and saying that Bradley Bill's not a qualified guy It's all to his team like that. Basically, what he was telling his AAU team this past weekend was, you know, guys are selfish and they just want to score. You have to do something else, basically saying that you have to play defense. Bradley Bill was a really good defender un- under Randy Whitman. He hasn't been the best defender in the world, of course the last couple of years, but he's highly qualified to coach of any AAU team, any college team. And I really feel like when he's all said and done, when he's retired, I feel like he's going to want to come back in a game and coach and be a part of the ba- game of basketball some way, in some way, shape or form for sure. Um, so he's highly qualified, overly qualified to talk to his AAU team and coach them any way that he wants to give them any type of advice for sure. Cause he's giving them real talk. This is a guy that's been in the league for 10 years, a three time all-star and all NBA player. 30-point-per-game score for two years, 25-5-5 guy, will go down in history, is a, is a great player, all-time wizard for sure. So Bradley Bill's definitely qualifying. Tommy Shepard does say things like he sees things on social media that is like, oh, are we talking about the same player with Bradley Bill? And it has gotten to that point. I do think some Wizards fans and people on social media have definitely um, been upset with how the way the season went and uh, you know, the contract situations coming up. So some people have said some outlandish things about Bradley Bill, but Bradley Bill is definitely highly qualified to coach up any team and talk to his players any way they do once. You know, he's giving them real advice and looking out for these young men so they can make it to the NBA. So that's my take on it. And then Colin Coward saying that John Wall doesn't make teammates better. Draymond Green makes teammates better. Um, let's let's go over the list of guys that, that John Wall has gotten paid. Um, Trevor Ariza, Otto Porter, Martell Webster um marching Gortat you know when John Wall said he's one of the most spoon-fed uh bucket getters ever John Wall, the pick and roll with marching Gortat he he got marching Gortat paid for sure Otto Porter that max deal that came from a lot of John Wall shot creation a lot of open corner threes a lot of open threes Trevor Reason when we used to call him Lord Thriza Trevor Reason had one of his best three-point shooting percentage seasons next to a John Wall Bradley Bill had one of his most efficient three-point shooters. When when we when we were saying comparing Bradley Bill to Ray Allen, he was coming off screens. That's when John Wall was creating a lot of open shots for him. Garrett Temple got paid playing the next to John Wall. Got a nice deal, a nice free agent contract playing the next to John Wall, hitting cor- corner open corner threes and a lot of open threes. Nene, remember Nene hitting all those open uh, jumpers, those long twos in the playoffs when we beat the Bulls in, in John Wall's first playoff series and Bradley Bill's first playoff series. A lot of those shots came from the, from John Wall, those assists. So to say something like that is very outlandish. It's very outlandish. Um, and Colin Coward, it looks like he's had some personal vendetta against John Wall his whole career. When John Wall first hit that Dougie, it's just like Colin Coward just had it out for John Wall his whole career. So it, it's just ridiculous. Um, and a lot of people on social media, even John Wall responded to responded to the to the to the hot take from Colin Coward. And you don't have to pump up. And you know the context is he was saying Draymond Green makes teammates better. But he said John Wall and Russell Westbrook don't make their teammates better, which is an outlandish thing. Even even Russell Westbrook, Bradley Bill had his best statistical career, uh, year of his career next to next to Russell Westbrook. He was an all NBA player. Paul George had one of his best years, had an MVP caliber season next to a Russell Westbrook. So you don't have to put down players to pump up a Draymond Green. Draymond Green's a great player. We get that. He does make players better. He you know, Steph Curry's just in Hall of Famer anyway. And Clay Thompson will be one of the best shooters in the, in the NBA in history. So, you know, those guys, I think they would be fine with or without Draymond Green for sure. But Draymond Green definitely is a huge piece to that championship roster for sure. I'm not taking anything away from Draymond Green. But you don't have to bash a John Wall and say an outlandish take like that he does not make players better. That's, that's, a, that's a terrible take from Colin Coward. John Wall, 9.1 career assists, five-time NBA All-Star. So Oh, and I forgot the numbers about uh, Anthony Simons just showing how good of a year he had last year without, you know, Damian Lillard wasn't there. But that definitely helped. Um, Anthony Simons have a a great year last year and he took advantage of that you know and per b-ball index this is the metric that we use uh, with locked on Um, he his his grades his offensive talent grades perimeter shooting was an a-plus his floater was an a-plus his mid-range pull-up was an a-plus his finishing was an a-minus playmaking was an a-minus screening was a b offensive rebounding was a d-plus and his offensive impact via offense LeBron was an a-minus so he got a-plus basically across the board from perimeter shooting his floater mid-range pull-up. So he's a three-level scorer that's only going to get better, only going to get better. Some more context. The players who have taken the hardest three-point attempts this season per uh, b Index three-point shot quality metric was Steph Curry was number one, Fred Van Vliet was number two, Anthony Simons was number three, Patty Mills was number four, Luke Kennard was number five, and Cam Johnson was number six, Desmond Bain number seven, Zach Levine number eight, Trey Young number nine, Tyler Hero number ten. So that's a great company right there. Steph Curry was is the best Three-point shooter of all time. Fred Van Vliet is an elite three-point shooter. Patty Mills is an elite three-point shooter. Luke Kennard is a good three-point shooter. Desmond Bain, of course, Trey Young. So for Anthony Simmons to be listed in that list, you know, tough three-pointers, that's something that Weston So Jr. doesn't want guys to take. But, you know, um, Anthony Simmons is a tough shot maker. He's getting better each year. So um, And he's really good in pick and roll as well. His uh, 65. This is another stat I found too. 65 players have 100-plus pick and roll possessions in the 2021 22 season and Anthony Simons was tied for second in points per possession with 1.04. He was seventh in field goal efficiency with 54.4, and he was in the 92nd percentile in pick and roll possessions as well. So it shows how good Anthony Simons is going to be, and I would not mind uh, trading for him at, at all if if it came down to that. If it came down to that. So, uh, but I do want to get to the Tommy Shepard quotes here. But before we do get to that, this episode is brought to you by Bet Online. BetOnline.net is your number one source for all your betting, stats, and sports info. Find all the latest sports developments, league reviews, and news, including this year's basketball playoffs and the start of the Major League Baseball season. BetOnline is your continued source for all your sporting wager information from live betting to playoffs, esports, and more. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends and actions. Action. BetOnline with a game. starts.
0: No matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax experts make them count. getting you every credit and deduction you deserve They'll file with hundred percent accuracy and get you your max refund guaranteed. So switch to TurboTax, make your moves. They'll make them count. See guarantee details at TurboTax.com guarantees experts only available with TurboTax live.
1: All right. So Tommy Shepard, he went on the Nate Duncan podcast. It's called the dunked on podcast. So I do want to go over some quotes here um, that I wrote down. Um, I think the one that stood out to me was the goal of the organization. And he basically said the playoffs is the goal of the organization. Here's a quote. This is not word for word, but he said, excuse me, there isn't a mandate that we have to win a championship next year, but to get better and get more talent. To know what ownership is expecting is that it changes every day. The purpose is to start winning and get better and get into the playoffs every year. We were on that trajectory, but injuries affected us. So he is somewhat saying that, injuries and he said that the wizards were had the most guys in jerseys due to the virus um he has multiple times said impressors that due to um injuries and the virus that um that's a reason why they didn't make the playoffs you know bradley bill got hurt with the wrist injury and i don't necessarily agree with that Um, a lot of teams you know dealt with health and safety protocols a lot of teams dealt with uh, injuries as well and um i i just don't say i think before they were even in hit with health and safety protocols and, and Bradley bill went out with the wrist injury. There was, you know, a lot of turmoil with that team. There was a lot of back and forth, you know, Davies for and Denny um, getting in that argument, KCP and monsters, Harold having a locker room fight, you know, teammates not locking Um, th- That report came out the fit with Bradley bill and Dinwiddie just didn't work for Wasn't playing well. So the, after the 10 and three start and the players complaining about the offense with what's until junior saying that it's complicated guys complaining about touches, <laughs> excuse me, just not fitting. So I wouldn't blame it on injuries and the virus. They just did not play well defensively, and a lot of guys didn't fit. Now, he did say that, too. It just came down to fit as well. Um, so that's those are the reasons for me, not just injuries and, and the virus. I don't think that's a valid um, excuse for why the Wizards were so bad. And that 35-point that um, where they were up by 35, and then the, the collapse against the Clippers, Bradley Bill was healthy for that game. Dinwiddie was healthy for that game. Muncher's Harrell was healthy. Kuzma was in, in, in that game. A lot of their starters were in that game. Now, I know Rui wasn't there and Thomas Bryant wasn't there yet, but the main guys that they brought in the offseason, Bertans was healthy for that. A lot of guys that they brought in that offseason, excuse me, were there for that game. Um, and then saying that the goal is to make the playoffs, um, a lot of teams, they're looking to make it, to win a championship. The Miami Heat, Pat Riley's going to tell you a championship. You know, um, the Bucks GM, he's going to tell you a championship the Warriors GM, GM is going to tell you a championship. Um, Brad Stevens for the Celtics, he's going to say the goal is the championship, but Tommy Shepard, he knows where the team is, and that kind of shows you where ownership is. Ted Leonson says we will never, ever tank, we will never rebuild, and that might be the quickest way the Wizards can get to a championship, um, but that's just where the Wizards are. We know, we remember how it went with Ernie Grenfell, where if Ernie Grenfell didn't make the playoffs, he was getting fired, and then they made those you know panic trades for Trevor Ariza and Bobby Portis and different guys like that, trying to reach the playoffs, so It just shows where ownership is and and how the Wizards are in that purgatory, that middling um, spot, because, you know, they're just trying to make the play and trying to make the playoffs. You know, when maybe doing a rebuild or retool would push them into a championship contention a little bit faster than what they are right now. Um, He also talked about Corey Kispert making Davies Bertans expendable. Um, That is tough to hear after you just paid Davies Bertans a five year, $80 million contract. You just drafted Corey Kispert. Shot 35% from the from the three point line, which is not elite, but it's 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 about league average, which is solid. Um, but it is tough to hear that, you know, um a signing like that did not work out and the signing with Spencer Dinwiddie did not work out either so quickly. Um Nate Duncan asked, Tommy Shepard, do you intend to offer Bradley Bill a Max deal?" Uh Tommy Shepard, he's always politically correct. He's a he's a good talker. He's very well spoken. He, he is he should he's he talks like a politician. And he he did not answer the question. He said he said that they have been consistent in saying that they want Bradley bill back and Bradley bill has been consistent in saying that he wants to be back. He said, we will take care of that at the time a free agency. And he says, he, he said he will not answer the question. So he's very politically correct there. We, we basically know it's a 99% chance that Bradley bill is coming back. And that of course, Tommy Shepard is offering um, Bradley bill that, you know, five year lucrative deal. So we already know about that. Um, so those those are the quotes I got, and then also he talked about you know Porzingis and Bradley Bill, the offense that he's excited about. That um, you know the pick and roll, pick and pop. You know they're two elite level scores. They're two all star level scores. You know Bradley Bill is a, is, a, is an elite score, thirty points a game, multiple years. You know Chris has Porzingis is a unicorn, post ups, high post. You know Weston So Junior is going to have the, whole, the offense run a lot through Porzingis at that high post, similar to Nicole Jokic. So he's he's excited. <clears throat> Excuse me. <laughs> about that, um, about the possibility, you know, about the um, thought of Bradley Bill and Chris Escorazing is playing together, which should be a solid offense there. Um, He also talked about finding a point guard. Um, he said they, they're looking to find a point guard via the draft or free agency or via trade. We have some free agents here that can come back and fill the point guard void. So I don't really see that, you know, that starting, you know, you got Sato that could come back as a free agent, how not as a free agent, and Smith has a team option, but I don't see one of those three guys coming back as a starter. So that was an interesting quote from. Tommy Shepard, and then also, you know, finding a point guard via the draft. He already said that they don't want to use the draft to find a starting point guard. So that was interesting there by Tommy Shepard. Of course, he's not playing his cards. He said he wants to keep his cards close to the vest. He said that he doesn't like to have guys' names and trade rumors when, you know, there were some guys. It's just a part of the business. There were guys' names and trade rumors. Of course, when John Wall was traded for Russell Westbrook, his name was definitely in the news for trade rumors as well. But it's a part of the business. You know, Dinwiddie's name was in trade rumors, and March's Harold Berton's. Of course, different things like that, but it's just the nature of the business. So that's what he said as well. So the main things that stood out to me was, of course, you know, and then he also said the priority of this offseason is to get better defensively. So those were some interesting quotes from Tommy Shepard right there. And if you want to listen to it, it's on the Nate Duncan uh, podcast uh, on the dunked on podcast. So and then lastly, the workouts that are coming up, Jaden Hardy is the headliner of the workout on Tuesday. Um, other guys is Philandreus Fleming, who is a guard six foot five from Florida. Another guy is Anthony polite, who's a six, six guard, 214 pounds out of Florida state. Um, another guy is Taz Sherman, six foot four, 190 pounds from West Virginia. Colin Welp, uh, from UC Irvine, a four, six, nine, 225 pounds. Isaiah Whaley is the last guy on the list a four, six foot nine, 225 pounds from UConn. So those are the guys I had to do my research. I do know of course about Jaden Hardy. I wouldn't mind the Wizards picking him at pick 10. I know it's a reach, but he is a bucket getter. He's a three-level scorer. He's compared to Bradley Bill and Buddy Hill. He can shoot the lights out. Now, he didn't shoot the ball well in the G, for the G League Ignite this past season, but he shot 88% from the free throw line. He averaged 17 points a game, four rebounds, and three assists. Um, the free throw line, if you correlate free throw shooting with three-point shooting and just your shooting trajectory in general, that bodes well for Jane Hardy. So I like him a lot. And the Wizards, they haven't drafted a microwave score in a long time, a professional score um, similar to – you know a, a jordan clarkson a jamal crawford cam thomas guys who can just come in and score and he's athletic as well he can finish around the rim and finish through uh, contact and finish with physicality and he has really he can really handle the ball as well he, he he can create and get guys off balance and create separation off the bounce step backs in and outs um crossovers all kinds of stuff he has a bag where he can score he's a professional scorer so i like jayden hardy a lot if they trade back I can see the Wizards getting him, and if they do reach and, and really fall in love and get him at pick 10, I would not blink an eye at all. I would not be bad at that, but just want to thank you guys for listening and making Locked On Wizards your first listen every day. Now make your second listen, Locked On NBA, from the, fir- from the first jump ball of the play-in tournament to the last possession of the NBA Finals. Locked On experts take you deep inside the playoffs with insight and analysis affecting all 30 teams. want to thank you guys for listening. Make sure you guys hit the notification bell on YouTube and subscribe. Hail to the Wizards. Peace.